0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the can, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Never had one of those mornings that you wake up and, I mean, I know a lot of you husbands think that it never happens with your wife, but I think it probably does. You wake up in a good mood, you know? And you you just like, you're ready to go to work for some reason. I know this is strange, but you just wake up, you're in a good mood, you have your coffee, read a little bit of the Bible, everything's going good. So I got in my truck, and I started heading to work. And I got just just about right here at Fairgrounds, and, you know, the speed limit's 35, and then it drops to 20, and then it drops to like 2 or something going through the the shark-infested waters right there. And if you're from Kiowa, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I got behind somebody, and they, they, were, doing, they were doing the speed limit, and, which is cool. I mean, I kind of drive like an old man, too. So we turned on to 86, and I'm really praying that whoever was in front of me is not here today. And uh, so we start driving to Elizabeth, and, and they're going like the speed limit minus 10, you know, through town, which is cool. And then we get outside of town. And we made it up to a whopping 32 miles an hour from here to Elizabeth. I was a Christian for about the first 10 minutes. And my mood started shifting quickly as we were moving slowly. And here I am, I preach about this all the time. I'm like, y'all don't worry about it. Well, I'm a human too. And so uh, by the time... We got to Elizabeth, my good mood had faltered. My mood was about as foul as a fart in a shower, I'm, I'm telling you. It was, it was horrible. It was horrible. And so it kind of started bothering me a little bit. And uh, so I started praying. I did. And I asked God to free me from this foul mood that of getting mad for, no, I mean, come on. I mean, back when we rode horses... I mean, it would taken a lot longer than that to get to Elizabeth. So we're lucky, right? So I asked God to free me from the foul mood I was in and forgive me for my thoughts. And I kind of felt like God said, you first. And I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. So when I got to the office, I opened up. It, you all know, have like the Bible app. It's, it's really cool. It's free. And they have like a verse of the day and stuff like that. And have you ever had God just take a, like a nine-iron... And just right upside your head, because this was the verse of the day. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Preacher fell. Preacher fell. So, um, you know, why do we do that? We let the smallest things sometimes ruin our whole morning or our whole drive. I mean, think about it, man, that drive. We have one of the, if you drive from Kiowa to Elizabeth every day like I do, that is one of the most beautiful sceneries in the world. I mean, you pop up and there's the Rocky Mountains. You got Pikes Peak and, you know, they got their clothes on, the snow's all over it. Man, Sun sunrises out here, beautiful. They don't have sunsets because of the mountains. There's no sunsets in Colorado. Uh, it gets dark at like 245. And uh, But, you know, why, why do we let those things ruin our moods? Make allowances for each, Colossians 3.13. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. I looked it up in my simplified cowboy version. It says this, give each other a break, no matter the word or deed. Since God has given you a break for the things you've done, Do the same for others. I'd felt confined that morning, locked up, unable to see a way out from my foul mood. I felt like I was in chains and in solitary confinement in a way by the time I got to Elizabeth. Finally, I realized that the key to freedom is always right in front of us. But to use it, it will cost us our pride and our earthly desires and our sense of self-importance. See, today's message is called The Three Stages of Freedom. The Three Stages of Freedom. And the key to freedom is found in the F word, forgiveness. Forgiveness. And I believe that there are three stages to finding freedom in forgiveness. A lot of people say, felt like you were talking to me. I mean, it felt like you were really talking to me. And I think that I am talking to somebody today when I say, if you've been stuck in life, if you feel like you've been angry for no reason, maybe you feel sad all the time. You hide it really well. Confused as to maybe where to go to next. Afraid that yesterday will never end and a better tomorrow will never come. If you're hurt, feel neglected, feel powerless, or even like you don't want things to go on, you're a prisoner that needs to be set free, just like me. Now, let's see what these keys do, because it actually is three keys, three keys, or as I like to call it, the three stages of freedom. Y'all ready? Yes, Kevin, we're ready. Let's go. Let's ride. Yay. Okay, first one. The first stage is impersonal forgiveness. Impersonal forgiveness. That's like what I talked about. And people driving slow. That person in front of me was not like, they did not wait on me at the fairgrounds. I'm like, here comes Kevin. Let's pull out in front of him. Drive real slow. He'll love it. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me had nothing whatsoever to do with me. People driving slow, cutting you off. You know, there's a thousand things that bug us or get under our skin. That It's not personal. It's not personal. You know, somebody being rude for no reason. These are the people that are probably having a really bad day. Or a real bad life. Some of it tends to... Kind of leak out on us like a leak in a porta potty or something. You know, it's not personal. It just happens. This can happen every single day. So what do we do about it? You learn to let it go. You notice I said you learn to let it go. I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy, and you're just going to be like, I'm going to let this go. And then you're never going to think about it again. You learn to to let it go, that impersonal uh, forgiveness that is needed. You know, Winston Churchill, I I like old Winston. I'd like to met him. He said, if you stop and throw rocks at every dog that barks, you'll never get anywhere, something like that. And how often do we do that? I mean, we're just looking for a way to get offended sometimes, and if everybody doesn't act just like we want them to, and, you know, what is the old thing about... about, uh, Two things about traffic. Number one, you're never you're never stuck in traffic. You are traffic, right? Number one. And what did George Carlin say? Uh, something. Everybody that drives faster than you is an idiot, and everybody that drives slower than you is a fool or something like that, right? We want everything to be just like we want it. And when things don't go just our way, it tends to get underneath our skin. Don't want to, you know, and and when that happens, guys, this is a really pet peeve of mine, and I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Not as much as I used to be. But, you know, you ever heard that saying, well, I'll treat you like you treat me, and if I treat you bad, you need to check yourself and ask yourself why. That is stupid, okay? That is stupid. That is the most cowardly attitude in the entire world, because that is not how Jesus told us to live. That is not how Jesus told us to live. Because Jesus said, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. He did not say, do unto others like they are doing to you. He said, do unto others the way you would want them to do to you. There is no implication whatsoever that everybody's going to do exactly what you want to do. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. Jesus Christ is telling us, look, they're not going to act like you want them to. They don't even act like I want them to let it go. Let it go. That impersonal forgiveness that we all need. In Romans 12, 17, and I'm going to skip 18, 19, and 20 and go to 21, but Romans 12, 17, and 12, 21 says, do not repay evil with evil, but repay evil with good. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, there's one of these things, that one of the knocks on Christians is to say, well, you just think you're better than everybody else, don't you? I hope so. I hope so. Because I think that Jesus does want us to be better than everybody else. Not, not, so, not because of a prideful way that we're, you know, above somebody else, but we need to let God's light shine through us. Yes, we need to be the ones out there that are doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right? Come on. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. Listen, I'm not telling you to do something that is easy. I get it. I totally get it. And if you think I've got this down, we're both fooled, okay? I'm still working on this. But I'm telling you to do what is right, not what is easy. If you want to be set free, you got to learn to let those little things go. You've got to learn to let those little things go. The second stage of freedom, three stages of freedom. The second stage of freedom, you know, we talked about that impersonal where it's just something happens. You're caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time or whatever. Get caught in some stupid person's jet wash or whatever. The second stage of freedom is being able to forgive somebody when it is personal. That gets a little bit tougher. Now it's starting to get a little tougher. You know, when people talk bad about you, intentionally try to hurt you in some form or fashion, try to start a fight with you for a specific reason, in whatever form that may be, or sometimes they're just critical of everything you do. And we've all had that. We've all had that. And how easy is it to want to repay evil with evil, right? Well, you're going to treat me like that. I'll treat you even worse, you know. I, I can play the game better than you can, blah, blah, blah. But you want to know the second stage of freedom is forgiving someone when it is personal. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible, right? That I, I only preach on favorite verses in the Bible. Is found in 2 Samuel chapter 16. Okay, 2 Samuel 16. And if I may, instead of reading the whole passage, I'll, I'll set it up, and then I'll read the part. Uh, King David and his mighty men uh, are going through the town. They're marching. And this guy named Shimei comes out, and I mean, he starts cussing David because Shimei was kind of in the family of Saul that David replaced. And Shimei is cussing David and throwing rocks at him. Throwing rocks at him, and throwing rocks at his mighty men, which is stupid, right? So, Abishai, one of the three, because there was David's mighty men, and then there was one of the three, and Abishai was one of the three. He turns to David, and he goes, just give me the word, and let me go cut that fellow's head off. And Abishai would have done it too. He's like, let me go cut his head off. I'll I stop this right quick. Then David, starting in verse 11, then David said to Abishai and to all his servants, my own son is trying to kill me. Doesn't this relative of Saul have even more reason to do so? Leave him alone and let him curse, because maybe God told him to. And perhaps the Lord will see that I am being wronged and will bless me because of these curses today. So David and his men continued down the road, and Shimei kept pace with them on a nearby hillside, cursing, throwing stones and dirt at David. It doesn't get more personal than that. And what did David do about it? He's like, I'm not gonna, not even gonna respond to that because, shoot, maybe he's got a good reason for it. And even if he doesn't have a good reason, I mean, it's kind of like when you go bust your kid because you don't know what they did, but you know that they've done something, right? They just need it for good measure, right? This is kind of what Dave's like, well, maybe I don't deserve this, but you know what? We've all kind of done stuff to deserve something. Do you know what we need to do the second stage of freedom is? Is learning to give the benefit of the doubt. And there is nothing tougher than that. Giving somebody the benefit of the doubt when they're angry, when they're, insulting you or whatever they're doing and it just hurts your feelings, it hurts your heart, makes you mad, just to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Because you're not perfect, are you? Maybe it isn't fair. But how many times have you not been fair to somebody in your life? Isn't it nice when you're completely wrong? Have you ever been completely and utterly wrong? and somebody gave you grace and mercy through the benefit of the doubt? I've done it. I've popped off at Ty and Mitch before, and they didn't deserve anything. I had to go back and ask for forgiveness. It stunk. And you know what they said? You don't even have to ask, man. I forgave you right when it happened. Man, That's awesome to have friends like that, to surround yourself with people like that, that is willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. They don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with you. You don't know what's going on with me. We're going to have bad days, but let's be the bigger person and give somebody the benefit of the doubt. You know, sometimes I wonder if we don't get more mad. This is kind of what David was saying. You know, sometimes I wonder if we don't get more mad when there's an element of truth to our critics' words. It's kind of what David was saying. Like, well, you know, he might kind of have a point. Maybe it's not fair, but, you know, he's Saul's family and blah, blah, blah. But if you're being wronged, let God deal with it. That's what David said. And perhaps the Lord will see that I am being wronged, and bless me because of the curses today. Let God handle it. The first stage of freedom is being able to let things go when it really isn't about you. Next one's a little tougher. Second stage is being able to give someone the benefit of the doubt, even when it's not fair. But now, you might, you might have been agreeing with me up until this point. But I'm telling you right now, this third stage is as tough as it gets in Christianity. I don't think that there's anything tougher than what I'm fixing to tell every single one of you, and including me. Have you ever noticed that it's, it's in the realm of possibility just to let things go, and it's not personal, right? And as Christians, we've all been faced with forgiving someone who has wronged us. And sometimes we've been successful. But, here's the big but. Can you forgive someone that has hurt someone you love? Because I think we're all kind of like that, right? You can say whatever you want to me, and we can kind of maybe blow it off and forgive. But what if someone hurts someone you love? Can you forgive them then? That right there, folks, is the third stage of being able to be set free. Now you know why it's the third and final stage. It is the most difficult one of all, bar none. Because I can guarantee you, when somebody does something to someone you love, I guarantee you they don't deserve your forgiveness. Doesn't matter. They may not even want your forgiveness. How tough is that? They hurt somebody you love or you know did something in some form or fashion. I don't know. They hurt someone you love, and they, they don't even deserve your forgiveness, right? And what if they don't even care about your forgiveness? Can you do it anyway? Can you do it anyway? What if they don't even care that they hurt someone you love? Can you forgive them anyway? This is the prison that most people never get out of. This is the prison that most people never get out of because i want to remind you of something. If you've been stuck, angry for no reason, maybe sad all the time, confused as to where to go next, afraid that yesterday will never end and a better tomorrow will never come, if you're hurt, feel neglected, feel powerless, or even like you don't want things to go on, you're a prisoner that needs to be set free. Think about that. One of the most powerful verses in the Bible is found in Luke chapter 23, verses 33 and 34. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. And then Jesus said, being just nailed to a cross, after being beaten beyond all recognition, after being spit on, a crown of thorns shoved onto his head, nailed to a cross and lifted up, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And you know what God did? He did as his son asked. He forgave the ones that were killing his son, his one and only son. Are you able to forgive someone that has hurt someone you loved? It's the third and final stage. A lot of us are prisoners to it. Set yourself free today by forgiving them. But I want you to remember a few things. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you're okay with what they did. Not by any means. Forgiveness does not mean that you're like, okay, you know what? It wasn't that bad. That is not what forgiveness means. Forgiveness isn't the removal of guilt for that person, but removing yourself from the prison of hate. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you're going to repair the relationship. You know, somebody hurts someone you love, and you're like, well, you know what, I'm going to forgive you, and why don't you come back? Oh, it doesn't mean that. I'm not saying that it's above that. But just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that you have to bring them back into your life like like what happened before. And forgiveness does not resolve them of the responsibility of what they did. So what is it? In fact, forgiveness doesn't really have anything to do with the other person. It only has to do with setting you free. It's really about you, not them. Can't go back in time and change anything. But forgiving them allows you to be set free from a lot of things that have eaten at your heart, that has peeled away your joy, that has taken your peace captive. Maybe it was something from childhood. Maybe it's a parent or a friend or a stranger or a coworker or a boss. I don't know whether it was personal or impersonal, whether it was done to you or to someone you love. We need to forgive. Is it humanly possible? Yeah, with God's help it is. But I want you to understand something. Forgiveness is a journey of a thousand miles on your hands and knees. Most people think that it's just a single act where you can just say, oh, I forgive them, and then you're never going to think about it again. It's not ever going to bother you again. That is not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is a journey of a thousand miles on your hands and knees. But that doesn't mean that you don't take that journey. Every time you feel that cell door closing, every time you feel that hate and that bitterness welling up inside you, you say, Father, I forgive them. And I ask you to forgive them too. And it'll be some of the hardest words you've ever uttered in your entire life. You know, there's a story that Jesus, and we're done, but there's a story that Jesus tells. And he's talking to some Pharisees and he said, "There's." A father has two boys. He tells them to go work in the fields, and the first boy says, okay, I'll go work in the field, and then doesn't. And the other boy says, I ain't going to go work in the fields. And then later, he's like, you know what? I need to do what my dad told me to. So he goes and works in the field. And Jesus asks the questions, which one is the better son? It's the one that even when he said, I'm not going to do it, and he went ahead and did it anyway. It was the reluctant one. Not the one that just told his father what he wanted to hear and then didn't follow through with it. Even if you are reluctant, set yourself free with forgiveness. It's not easy. I get it. It is not easy. Remember, we forgive others because God forgave us. We forgive others because God forgave us. And even Jesus says, If you won't forgive others, God won't forgive you. It's that serious. Set yourselves free. Let go of everything that is holding you back. And let's all soar on wings like eagles. Run and not falter.